Hello and welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We're back in action. I'm so tired, Sean. How are you doing? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm tired too. I'm probably not as tired as you though. I think that, you know, work has been crazy for me, but I know for you especially, you had, you said you had a particularly crazy week, which is why the video episode did not go up until two days ago or yeah i think it was like sunday yeah i didn't get it up until like sunday morning which this one this one should come out on tuesday like i've got time tonight to throw it up like i I, literally i got nothing going on after this recording (laughs) thank god um but yeah so I, i imagine you're more tired than i am given that that it had to wait all the way till Sunday. So boy, how do you? Yeah, I might, I might like upload it. And then while it's uploading, just go to bed. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Fair It'll enough. be like eight o'clock. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of, uh, lots of news this week. Uh, well, news is ac- actually like minimal, I would say. But changes, a lot of commotion, let's say. Yeah. And then changes to the meta, I would say like after like the first week of battle styles where we're still just figuring it out. You know, you're on that first date with battle styles and you're like, I don't know if I like you yet. But now, now you're like in second date territory and you're like, okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this new meta. Maybe. Do I, do I smooch on the third date? <laughs> right. That's, like, the, that's where we're at right now. Are we going to go steady with battle styles? So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jake, Jake, we, we got to start off, obviously, every pod with a review. And I believe this week it's your turn. To read the review so do you want to dive in it is my turn to read the review we got a review from r-t-e-c-c-c-c-c-c I'm, there's only four c's but <laughs> there's a lot of them awesome duo keeping us up to date on the meta and providing good commentary for experienced players and new players alike definitely a great cast if you're into the pokemon tcg five stars headlined great podcast r-t-e-c-c-c-c thank you so much for the review appreciate it i think sean and i give good commentary or at least sean gives good commentary and i just crack jokes that's really what this comes down to right you know what i never use i never use my stream deck sound effects but but you know what this is a good one for that Oh, dang it. It's on the wrong. Oh, it's outputting to the wrong thing. Hold on. I was going to say, I didn't hear anything, uh, Sean. You may not oh, hear man, it even this still. Is a train wreck. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Screw it. We'll do it live. But you know what I like a lot more than materialistic nope, things? Nope, still nothing. Knowledge. You may not hear it, Jake, but I heard it. And the, Am and I going to hear it when I upload this to YouTube? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what wow, I like? Wow, what a crazy sound. Oh, my gosh. That was so good, Whoa. Sean. Oh, man. No, no. It's, it's, it's one of these, like, YouTuber memes. Like, the, there was this guy, Ty Lopez, several years ago who had all these ads on YouTube. And he's just a YouTuber. And one of his things was like, here in my garage with my Ferrari. But you know what I like more than materialistic things? Knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> he's just trying to sell his, like, online courses for making money. Oh, I can do an online course of <laughs> how to be a train wreck for $2.99 a month. Join me. Anyways, we appreciate all the five-star reviews. We appreciate any review, really, in general, uh, helping us become a better podcast and evolving things that we do around here. But, Sean, we got a lot to talk about. But first, before we get into the big news, you competed in the Team Challenge event, the, the, the thing 
I think this is the first like team thing that you, I don't really know because I'm not a part of it, but Sean, explain to me the team challenge. You had something go on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for y'all who know about it, basically there was all the team challenge qualifiers, Jake. We talked about this where you competed and then if you win, you get to be on the team. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was on my team for third universe and we had our playoff game, our our playoff. So every week there's a round of the playoffs. So the last week was the round of 512 stores. It's a lot of stores. Um, and what you do is you basically play three rounds of a round robin with three of the four players. Now, what's really interesting about this, and I didn't realize this until this weekend, is you can actually, like, if, you know, you're not playing your match, and the captain of the team can also be there who's not playing, they can spectate matches and talk to the players. Yeah, I saw that a lot this weekend with, like, Azul doing their team challenge, Trainer Chip doing their team challenge. Like, I watched all those games and and azul and them all giving them like feedback on it did azul's team win yeah i believe so that would be but so but that's really interesting to be like you can actually play as a team and you can jump into your other players like when i finished my matches i would jump into my other players match uh in discord and just spectate them and chat with them and just be like okay like what are we what are we all doing let's like let's huddle up team what are we Mm -hmm. doing here and I thought that was actually a really fun way to play the game. Um, it kind of feels like, and I know this isn't what you're supposed to do, but in Digimon, I don't actually get advice from my stream per se, but I like talking my plays out loud to stream because it's a nice way to like, at least from my brain, it helps me think through something to like talk it out loud. And when you have another audience to talk it to, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. So um, I really enjoyed that. And uh and overall it went well for our team i went six and oh through three rounds so oh oh big dog big dog big big dog coming in here my not even playing pokemon lately but you know (laughs) i think digimon is maybe a better pokemon player no lie like that i genuinely think that's true and i feel like there's a video in there somewhere for me or someone who wants to make it playing a different game well i think actually made me better oh i'm sure i'm sure of it um, but yeah, we, in the last, the very last round, um, I was playing against Chandelure. Somebody brought Shandy to this match and it's a good call. Cause none of our team had ADPZ. So we're all right here rocking with three prizers and we're like, Oh, Chandelure can oh, hit no. real hard. Um, and I, I was playing Senta Scorch and the first game I managed to win cause he bricked super hard. Second game though, it was definite. He was going to win. Right. But and this is where I was like, you know what? I'll pat myself on the back for this skill. This is skill play right here. I realized that he was being a little bit flippant with his energy. He only plays oh. six energy. And he early on discarded his Brock's grit because he was, you know, I guess like, I'm going to blow this man up. I don't need this. And then he discarded his only fire crystal too. <laughs> so Ooh. what I ended up doing is I, re- I counted and I, you know, I was like, looks like that's the last energy you got there on that little Shandy. And I don't have an attacker, so let's just boss something up. I bossed. He was able to switch. I bossed. He, was, he didn't have switches, but he had enough energy left in hand. But I knew that he would have to use them. And then I used Fion to bring something else up after he was out of energy. And it was just like, I'm just going to hit done the rest of the game. <laughs> just milled him. Yeah, this, that, that's the thing. Like you under, That's the thing about the trading card game. It's like you understand the different win cons that you have. Right. That's what that's what differentiates like a good player from like a great player is like knowing those different outcomes and how to get there instead of just being like one track minded. 
So that it was a it was a fun set of rounds for me to play. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, there was a few um, uh, stories that I heard. I have my own, and then I heard others from other people about like in the team challenge some bad behavior, if you will. Did you? Oh, hear, I'm sure. Did you hear anything on Twitter? Uh, I didn't hear anything necessarily about bad behavior, but honestly, like when there's stuff on the line. Like top two fifty six got like play mats or something like that, right? Like you get mm. you get like physical prizing at top two fifty six, which is just winning the first round of the team challenge. Yeah, from so most like people, with yeah. with stuff on the line, like people want to win, right? So like people are gonna be pissed, people are gonna be ticked, you know, say some dumb stuff. I mean, you get to chat with everybody because you have to be friends with those people. Yeah. So like you're probably gonna hear. I mean, I don't know how many times I see in like limitless or like something on playlimitless.com where the opponent is just like, you're playing Decidueye, you're a trash player playing a trash deck, you hate the game. Like <laughs> people just suck in but general. For, so it doesn't surprise me. For me though, like what it, it surprised me a little because the team challenge is like, it's a whole store. So like, if you're gonna do something, you're kind of representing the other three players and the store. Nobody thinks that though. I guess there's but, very few people. I should say there are very few people who actually think that I, I suppose, but boy, I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like in the seniors division or the juniors. but once you get into the master's division, I'm just like, you got to have some presence of mind. No, but, no, 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 no. The master's division is where you actually <laughs> expect it. That's where the junior division is. or something like uh, someone just cries, you know, and, and runs to mom and dad, like senior division, you know, they're just angsty. They hold it in. This is not making fun. This is not jabbing at seniors and juniors. This is just how it is, right? Yeah. But well, a Masters player, you know, people think they're on top of the world. They feel like they got big dick energy. You know, they're going. Well, I mean, the stories I heard was like a lot of well-played spams. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and the other stuff I, I heard, um, Zach Lesage, he, he had a whole video that came out today about other think i saw that yeah uh, he didn't talk about the team challenge thing but that was like one of the things that occurred to him this weekend like somebody after their team challenge was like you know uh effing canadians and oh yeah a i'm just gonna that's a little bit of a weird insult like mm, i mean like okay cool I, it's weird that's just like it, it feels like i don't know what canadians have ever done to you but okay it's like it's like the insult when you're a kid when you're like when somebody like throws at you and insult and you're like meanie bud like that's literally what it is right but in arc instance it was weird i'm not going to name the uh store because i saw their facebook post afterwards and they were very kind and in saying that we won blah 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 but during the match there was definitely some i, I don't know if they were genuinely trying to snake a win or two away from us but they were trying to rule shark in a way that, like, I don't even think that's the rules, though. They were like... How do you rule shark on PTCGO? So, did you know, Jake, that you can see your opponent's list on PTCGO? There's a setting for that now. Yeah, but isn't it Oakland open deckless anyways? Well, so it is open deckless through RK9. And then on, yeah. on PTCGO, there's another thing, a setting. I didn't even realize this. There's a setting where you can look at your opponent's decklist, and it can be no one only in friend matches, which all team challenge matches are friend matches or yeah. everyone. So even if you're playing on ladder, somebody could actually technically go look at your deck list. I, yeah. I didn't even realize that was a setting, but somebody like 
called out one of our players because their settings were turned on to friends only. It, so they were like, I can't see it. It should be on everyone. And we were like, well, why can't you see it? One. And two, nothing in the team challenge says that this even has to be turned on. Like, you can see my deck list on RK9. And so they went to the tournament organizers, not, not our judge, not their, no, the t tournament organizers in London, Discord, and tried to like argue a case for getting all of the player that they played against wins disqualified. And they only did this in the third round when he, start, when he lost the first game in a best three. I'm just like trying to understand like how you developed to that conclusion where the only way that you can actually see the list is when you become friends because you have to do that challenge. You didn't just miraculously like meet up on ladder, right? Like, no. and the thing is, it was in the third round, so they'd already played a couple of rounds, and like, yeah, if this was an issue, and we were like, well, okay, well, do you want to see the deck list? I'll change it, and you can go look at it. And their rationale to the TO, the big tournament organizer, Discord, was like, well, you know, the tournament organizer said, well, did you see anything played that wasn't in the deck list from RK9? And their response was, well, we weren't really paying attention, but they could be really sneaky and change counts between matches. And we're like, I mean, like, like I get, I get where they're coming from in the sense of like, so I've had like, I think it was like the first limitless online qualifier. Like somebody inserted some cards in a deck that very much was not what was supposed to be in the game. Like I get yeah. that. Like it wasn't in their deck list, but like. The TO is like, Hold on. Like the TO was like, but you didn't see any infractions. You're just calling them out because you don't like a setting that they have on PTCGO. And there seems to be a bug where you can't see their list and you want us to disqualify them? Like what? Like, like, I, so the TO was like, I'm sorry. So you, you don't have a complaint then. You have no reason to think that they cheated other than just crying. you want to win instead. Okay. And that was Somebody look up the team challenge. Who did the third no, universe no, play? Tell me no. right now. Find but, the store. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I didn't want to. I was going to call, but then I was like, I saw they made the post, and I'm like, look, and nobody needs more drama in the Pokemon world. There's plenty of it. So, but I just was Which like. Which is so dumb because it's such a small community, but. It oh really well. is. But yeah, if you're doing team challenge 256, just chill. Just chill. That's all I got to say. No matter who you're playing, just chill, man. It's Pokemon. Yeah, it's just it's just a freaking tournament. But anyway, Sean, I have enjoyed I've actually kind of enjoyed the team challenge watching it. I like the format. It was like it was before the pandemic. One of our TOs um, or like professors in our league, he was testing this like format of like three people playing at the same time on like two teams. And like you almost like share prizes in board state. It was like really weird and really oh. complex, but I feel like that's where the team challenge like stemmed from hmm. in terms of like in the online play. So it like, it was very cool to watch and very interesting. And it was cool to see like trainer chip and stuff like talk to the different people and, and stuff like that of the challenge. I didn't know who anybody was, but <laughs> well, but it was, it was really cool. I liked it. I wish I could have participated. Well, speaking of something you can participate in, maybe Jake, you want to talk about them dollar dollar bills? Something that you can participate in coming up is the Play Pokemon Challenge Players Cup 4. The fourth installment of Players Cup is taking place April through late July 2021. You may think, Jake, we just found out like top 16 of Players Cup 3. We already, we're already getting into Players Cup 4. You betcha. You qualify for the global finals. You can't do Players Cup 4. 
of this. But this is interesting because this is going to be the first Players' Cup to, as we know of right now, do cash prizing about $45,000 total in cash prizing. And as you see right here on the screen, Pokemon Trading Card Game and VGC getting the same distribution in terms of prize money. First place, $5,000. Second place, $3,500. Third place, $2,500. Fourth place, $2,000. for the top 16. And honestly, in on Twitter, this has seemed to fire up a lot of people. I know some people that haven't really been playing in Players' Cup or really been playing the Pokemon Trading Card Game at all. They've come out and they're like, you know what? Cash money <laughs> on the line. I'm uh, don't mind me trying to get my hands on this. So honestly, I might want to play shot. I might actually try to get to top 256. Would I be able to play in top 256? Probably not. <laughs> like I can qualify, but I don't got time to actually. But like, when does this actually take place, though? Like, when is top two? Did they have dates? Yet? Um, Click on the TCG tab. Click on the TCG tab. Okay. Um, but it's it's like it's like here in like two weeks, I believe. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, in the first phase, players will compete. Blah blah. In the standard for, for the month of May. So top two fifty six oh, will be wait, until so June. It runs from April twenty sixth to May twenty sixth. So it's here in like four weeks. It's here okay. in like a month. So that means top two fifty six won't be until like June, maybe. So sports yeah. and college, it might be over at that point for you, right? You might be home free. That's true. I could. Well, the, the, here's the thing, Sean. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I have like a team that's ranked number two in the nation. I have a team that's ranked like sixth. I have I have other teams that are ranked like top 10. Like I, I have got teams that are going to go deep in the tournament. So I very well could be in June still working. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, you, you don't want to hope for the worst for the teams just so you can play in the Players' Cup. Yeah, like, I, I want my teams to win national championships and whatnot. I, I could go without doing... I assume we're going to have a Players' Cup 5. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I mean, I don't... Maybe they might just keep doing this, but I feel like there'll probably be a Players' Cup... I don't know. Because they might bring back tournaments, you know, especially, like, in the U.S. with vaccination rates and... Yeah, but I mean, stuff. if you think about it, they're going to start Players' Cup 4 before Players' Cup 3 even finishes. So, like, if if this is scheduled to end, like, late July, I could see, I could, or, well, it would be, like, late June, and then the, the top 16 global finals or whatever would be, like, July. Yeah, and then, so like, and then set rotation I could see another one in starting in June, or, I'm sorry, July. I could see the fifth one starting in July and then running till, like, the end of August. And then, boom, that's when the season would usually start, right? Because isn't Worlds like late August? Yeah, yeah, Worlds is usually mid to late August, so. Yeah, so I could see I could see that just being the start if the world is okay. Mind you, I don't even have a vaccine yet because I don't know how to get one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I will say New York is opening it up to everybody uh, in like. I'm moving. Everyone over the age of 16 next Tuesday. I think I can like sign up next week, but I can't get it until like late April, early June. I'm mad. Mm. Anyways, I'm moving to New York, Sean. Oh, well, uh, well, I, you know, I, we have a spare bedroom upstairs. You know, oh, in that case, I'm in. But this Players' <laughs> Cup, the Players' Cup, it'll be the same as the other ones where you get 50 tournament keys. Um, you do have to log in prior 
to the competition to make sure that your pop ID is connected to your PTCGO account. That's how you get the keys. It'll be the same format as like first place is five points. Yep. Uh, second place is three. Third, fourth is one. Fifth, eighth is zero. And then again, the top 256 in North America, Europe, and Latin America. And then Oceania, Australia, and New Zealand. Rip all of Top Asia. 128. <laughs> it, it's pretty much copy and paste with different cards and now cash prizing. That's basically what it is, John. So what do you think about the cash prizing part? Do you feel like that will, how do you think that'll change it? I honestly feel like the cash prizing is being brought out because they don't have enough players. Mm. I don't know. If you have an expectation of like, this is how many players we're going to get and we've been we've been giving out this type of prizing, you know, for the first three, and you don't see like an upward trend. I would assume Players Cup three, we saw a downward trend. Maybe not necessarily with the top players, because I think the points overall to qualify for Players Cup three was higher than like mm-hmm. Players Cup two and Players Cup one. I think it was overall higher, but maybe the number of players decreased um, overall that tried to participate in Players Cup three. So. I would say, you know, if they're if they're seeing this downward trend of number of players, because you probably honestly want you want more players rather than a higher point total. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like your point is they're trying to grow the number of people who use the online client. Yeah, they want they want more and more people to be on PTCGO and playing in these players cups. And I think I think cash prizing is great because, you know, like. The, the stuff beforehand was like a stipend to like a regional or an IC or whatever. And that doesn't necessarily fit everybody because not everybody can fit that in their schedule, you know, because a lot of people, especially in masters, you know, full time students, full time jobs, you know, stuff like that can't always get off for things like that. I mean, you know what I also think might be a realization by Pokemon is the international travel stipend, I think, was given out at a time where it's like, Eventually, we'll be back, blah, blah. I don't know how quickly international travel will return. I don't know about that either, to be honest, especially for play Pokemon events. I assume that international travel will open up like way before Pokemon events open up. I think the opposite. I think that Pokemon events will open up on a regional basis, meaning like, you know. Oh, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like international. So like ICs and stuff. Oh, oh, meaning, yeah, I think that's the point. International travel will have to open before they can actually have international events, right? Yeah. But I think that international travel may very well be staggered in terms of the countries that are allowed to come back, like go XYZ based on that country's vaccination rate of the population and COVID in the country I of I feel origin. like, though, you have to, if you're going to have the Play Pokemon series, you have to open it up all at once. No, it's like it all has to be ready. I think because think about think about like unless you highly adjust the point cats, because you think about, you know, Stefan Ivanoff or Tord, you know, they can travel into the US before and just like if they needed points, they could go to Anaheim Regionals or they could go to Raleigh Regionals or something like that. But if like you're so limited in Europe to like Bochum or I'm blanking on other ones. Yeah. But you I, know what I mean, right? I mean, I do. I think that I think that play Pokemon, you're right, that it will open up. Like when they decide to have points again, they will do it globally. Like everyone gets points. But I do think that the system that Pokemon built 
is designed to allow people to get enough points without having to travel widely internationally. I think Europe is the exception, meaning like, you know, I think within Europe, you're allowed to travel between a lot of different borders in Europe even now because people have families in different countries and it's hard to shut down borders between European countries, but like Americans can't go to Europe really and vice versa. Um, like a Canadian might be able to come to America much more easily than, you know, to go to Europe too. So it may be that like this international travel stipend, it's like, well, if you live in a certain region that maybe doesn't have an international for a while and you want to go and you want to go to a different international, you can't. So it feels like that stipend is actually not going to get used. I don't know what the like contract, like the pricing contract says, like if they don't have a stipend, they just have to pay out cash anyways. Like maybe Zach, who won the second Players' Cup, maybe he will just get a check for like $2,000 or $2,500 because there will be no international for him to go to before. I that. mean, you talk about the structure. I mean, we we think about the structure of like not having to travel, but you, t I mean, a huge topic of debate like before the pandemic was like, the burnout of travel because you're traveling all the time and people, you know, go into OCIC, you know, that are yeah. not from Australia and doing really well. And they also went to Latin America, I see. And that's, I mean, that's, even though the system, like you were saying, is built to where you don't have to do it. That's not the reality though, of the outcome of what is actually happening. Like people travel yeah like crazy for these. I mean, Stefan has won the North American international yes, championships for the twice. last two years. Yeah. He, Not saying that he shouldn't have the right to travel to them. I'm just saying people travel Sean. Yeah. For these events, people travel to chase stipends, not to chase invites. Right. And yeah. And I think that this may actually be a good opportunity for Pokemon to change a bit of that system to say like, okay, we actually don't, given the fact that we had a global pandemic, let's learn something from this. Let's not overly incentivize people traveling massive. If people want to, they certainly can. But if we don't make it profitable, basically, to travel, like if you want to do it because it's a dream of yours to go to Australia and meet these other players, that's great. But don't make it an incentive to like, oh, if you do that, you also get a, a leg up on everyone else that can't afford to do it. I think that might be something that Pokemon can take into consideration and say, okay, we will change our system to where that's not so high, highly incentivized for top players. I don't know. I mean, I think like Rahul Reddy was talking a lot before the pandemic, just about like burnout from traveling to all these places. And I think like, especially if you're a top dog, like that's, that's a legitimate conversation, you know? Yeah. And I mean, Jake and I, like we can't, you know, we're top dogs, but like, you know, dear God, I have no money to do that anyways. <laughs> even if I was the top dog, I have no money, uh, Sean. All right. Do you want to, do you want to hop into the next thing the, the these new card reveals? There were a lot of new card reveals through the Jap or Japanese champion league tournament that happened. The set is going, it, the set was part of the chilling rain set glacier Lance and hurt. <laughs> Uh, what was it called in Japanese, Spirit, Sean? La Jet Black Lance and... Oh, I can't remember the other one. The set that's going to be coming into Chilling Rain that we're going to get in June. That's what it was. I'm sorry that I don't know the thing off the top of my head, but Silver we're looking Lance at these cards, Black Sean. Spirit. Let's go over Ice Calyrex first because I think people are mm -hmm. 
not necessarily undervaluing it, but not talking about it as much. It's a 320 HP water Pokemon. I was actually kind of questioning whether they were going to make this psychic or uh, water, Sean. I'm glad they've decided to make it water. They made it but, water, but they but it's ice. Ugh. Yeah, so it's weak to metal. That's like the big thing with <laughs> yeah. Zacian in the format and like Corviknight <laughs> here now. Gonna, and it's like, ah. Jake, but I'm going to play this sound colorless, colorless, Emperor Ride, 10 huh. plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Stop hurting Eternatus. It's already dead. Well, <laughs> not actually. We'll talk about that here soon. But uh, that is a very nice, nice thing for two colorless energy, Sean. I think that's really, really cool. And you don't even have to bench that much. But water, water, <laughs> max lance, 10 plus damage. Discard up to two energy cards from this Pokemon. If you do, does 120 more damage for each energy card discarded in this way. With Frostmoth, I don't think that's super bad, to be honest. We got Frostmoth, Escape Rope, Air Balloon. I don't really think this card is that bad, Sean. No, and then, you know, we got a card that we're going to talk about later. I mean, look, two energy in general is not hard, right? You attach, you have to evolve it anyway, so that's two attachments, takes you two turns. Yeah, I mean, um, like, look at Eternatus that does two attachments and it hits for 270 max. This card, two water energies, which water has way more acceleration right now with Frostmoth yeah. than Eternatus does. You know, you yeah. could legitimately do, like, especially with, like, Ordinary Rod and Energy Recycler coming back and like capacious bucket in the format like you could literally do 250 damage which is your cap base damage for this you do 250 like every turn if you want yeah. i'm sure there's a world where you could do that yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right like you you do 250 if you don't get one shot and you have Frostmoth on the bench you can cheryl into something with free retreat oh you can cheryl escape rope into something with free retreat um, power it up again with Frostmoth and and go to town, right? 250 every turn. Ain't no ain't no yeah. thing. Um, I will say though, it feels like 250 is it's a lot, but it's like <laughs> it's 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 so it's such a nothing attack though, too, right? Meaning here's the thing though, like you can you discard up to two energies. Well, what if you know 250, you're gonna have to two shot something. Yeah. Right, like the 130, which is what you would do for one energy, is not enough to even two shot. So you have to always, oh, sorry, burp. You have to always go with two shotting. I mean, you can't even knock out a uh, uh, a crowbat, you know, with the with the one with one energy. Yeah, you yeah. always, you almost, you're with this format. You always have to go two energies, even on like a Victini V Max or a Center Scourge V Max. You have to go two energies because you can't one shot it with one. Actually, your only the only world where you could do that is if you um do like one energy on a Victini V or a Senescorge V and you catch them off guard, maybe go on turn one boss you or know, turn three, I guess technically it is. I'm actually thinking about this. And uh, if you are able to not if you're like if it's if it's fully healthy and you're not playing against Zacian, you could do that two yeah. energy, discard it, you're doing 250 damage. And then you could just do, oh, uh, well, I guess you need the two water. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's a weird one. It's, uh, I think it's not, it's not bad. It's just not good enough. And the, the metal weakness, man, I'm just like, can you This is print, the whole thing with Galarian Darmanitan. Right. I'm like, can you print a water Pokemon that's good, 
that doesn't have metal weakness? I mean, I know we got Inteleon, right? We got Inteleon VMAX. And then what? Does Blastoise VMAX? Maybe that's good. That might be good. I haven't played it. People have been rumbling about it, but I haven't seen it really do results. Lapras no. VMAX has had more results than Blastoise, but I guess it's not out of the realm of contention post-rotation. But, you know, it just feels to me like they could have given this something extra, just a little bit extra that that pushes it over the edge. But, you know, maybe 250 for two energy feels extra enough. You want to know what's extra, Sean? Scroll down a little bit to the Shadow Rider Calyrex VMAX. This card, holy Toledo, Sean. This is crazy. Let's first look at the Psychic HP, 320 HP ability. It says Hellgate. There's no way that stays in English. There's no way that stays in English, Sean. No, 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 no way. Once during your turn, you may attach a Psychic Energy from your hand to one of your bench Psychic Pokemon. Then draw two cards. It doesn't say that you can't use more than one max that more more than one hellgate it's only that for that specific pokemon so really it's almost like welder is coming back in the form of an ability sean Ugh. uh well is it welder no it's i think it's like malamar meets zoro right zorark yeah that's what people were saying you know you get trade a little bit and then you get you get malamar but that's like from the discard pile so I was thinking more of the hand, so like Welder and Zorark, but then you get into some weird fanfic stuff. So let's let's just keep going with it. Oh. But anyway, the three colors attack max guys, 10 plus damage. Attack does 30 more damage for each psychic energy attached to your Pokemon in play. So not just the VMAX, you know, that's in the active. It's all Pokemon in play. So you get a bunch of Calyrex Shadow Riders in there. Bang, bang, bang. You get a lot of energy in play, Sean. Holy smokes. Well, and I, you know, I think this is actually a very good partner for another card. Like if you partner this up with, you could partner it up with Dragapult, you could VMAX, you could partner it up with Alcremie VMAX, which I haven't heard anybody talk about, right? It's because it's weak to metal. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, this card, it's weak to dark. So it's like Eternatus could be bad for this. Um, <clears throat> but I think having a, like some, some kind of account of, Four, four of these because of the ability just being so good. And then maybe like you sprinkle in a couple of other psychic VMAXs and it's kind of, it turns into like a, a psychic toolbox kind of deck, right? Where, and, and El Creamy, the reason I like El Creamy is if you're not playing against a metal deck, it's 60 times the amount of damage. So that, I think that is a card that like, you can really get some explosive turns with that. And then this would have all the recovery that you need. So, I mean, you look at another card that's going to be great. That Cresselia down there, Sean, 120 HP for one psychic energy. Search your deck for a psychic energy and attach it to one of your Pokemon. If you go second, search for three and attach them to your Pokemon. It's Volcanion, <laughs> but for psychic type, Sean, as yeah. if there wasn't enough energy acceleration in that Shadow Rider Calyrex. Honestly, you may be able to do a deck of just Shadow Calyrex, or you could slide this into a Dragapult deck, Sean. I also, I saw a really nasty combo. Like, think about this with Trevenant Dusknoir. Yeah. I mean, that's that brings Trevenant Dusknoir back. You know, it was so prevalent and expanded 
because of the ability to just shut your opponent down. You know, we got something like Marnie in the format that's going to be here post-rotation. While we're here in standard, Sean, we're going to have reset stamp before rotation. So it's just like the lock is ready <laughs> with this darn card. Yeah, it's. I like it, though. It's. It feels like... These two cards, to me, say they realize that psychic types have suffered quite a lot. Like, they just have, other than Dragapult, psychic has been basically unplayable. Um, Mewtwo has been all right, but that's right. just because Mewtwo can copy all these moves. Right, Mewtwo is psychic, but it's not really. It's like psychic because it has to have a typing, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not energy psychic, right? It just, it, it's able to do all of these things. It's such a great card. I, I, I hope Mew and Mewtwo comes back in some form because I don't believe Ditto V is it, Chief. Um, yeah, you're right. Ditto V is not, it's, it's not quite the same. And they might, that's why they might be holding back Mew V and Mewtwo V and VMAX. Like, cause you know, it, those gotta be coming soon. So, I mean, they have Mew V. It's bad though. Like you're really right. bad. Yeah. It's like X ball Mew V. Okay, Isn't well, it? yeah, you're right, you're right. I think, but they gotta, they gotta bring a VMAX out of one of those. It's a fan favorite. You, you know? know what else is a fan favorite, Sean? <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> Melanie, attach a water energy from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon V, then draw three cards. This is also like Welder, except it's coming from the discard pile. It's like Blacksmith and Welder, two fire acceleration cards coming together. Boom, water. This yeah. is another thing. I mean, you could do this. You could do Frostmoth with your Calyrex VMAX uh, Ice Rider. Like, I don't mind this card. Sean, I know you hate the draw three effect. No. <laughs> what do you think of this card? I've been dying to ask you this question for the last couple of days. I mean, what I think of this card, <clears throat> to be honest, is I think that the limitation of to Pokemon V only, I would say that it feels... um. Bad. I know it's a very vague statement, but it just it feels like it it limits this card um, in a way that I don't think was necessary. Uh, and, and you know, you could say like, oh, but think of maybe all the broken combos with the amazing rares. And I'm like, yeah, think of all the broken combos. That's the point, right? Like, give give single prize or decks a little bit of support now and then. And they just outside of level ball, they just haven't really done that. And, and whenever they give you a single prizer now, it feels like the single prizer Pokemon they give you, it comes as a package. Meaning like, oh, we're going to give you Mad Party. It's an entire archetype of single prizer. But you basically, like, there's only like one or two ways to build it because 16 or, or more cards in your deck have to be these cards. And by the way, Battle Styles had no other like Mad Party players or whatever. No. It just brought in level ball and like escape rope. Right, and then, like, Spiritomb is, like, it's a very clear, like, you gotta play four Spiritombs, you play the Jinxes. So, like, they basically put all these things together that are just so obvious that it's not really that creative. Same thing with Primeape. I think Primeape, Donphan, like, those are created one set apart. So, like, it's kind of a no-duh. Like, yeah, okay, of course I'm gonna play those together. So, but, like, a card like this, and that's the reason Welder, I think, has been so popular for so long, is, yes, you use it on Blacephalon, but people put Welder in any deck. You know, any it's deck, any fire deck. Right? Or, or any deck that can use fire as an energy cost because it's colorless in the attack. Mm -hmm. that is, that's why Mewtwo and Mew is good. 
is because it can use welder and welder can use all the GX attacks that have like one of one color, two colorless, right? And I think limiting this to V, it pushes the game, I think, further in a direction that like, it doesn't need help going there. You don't need more help for V. People will play this with Vs, but people could also play it with other stuff, so. I think it's interesting that this comes out at the same time as the Cali Rex Ice Rider because that discards energy with the attack. So now you have a way to bring an energy back onto it. So you could do that. I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad combo. Oh, no, it's a great combo. I just, I think having the clear, like the qualification of. To yeah, just Pokemon the Pokemon V just sucks. Yeah, it's just let people be crazy. Let them experiment. I mean, Welder was completely broken. This card is like, okay, this is like kind of broken. Fair enough. You know? it's, like, it's limited in its brokenness compared to, but I mean, two fire is, is stupid. That's two stupid. fire and draw three. Don't right. you ever forget about <laughs> that draw three, Sean. <laughs> oh. But a cool card that we got coming in. It's a trainer item card, fog crystal. Search your deck for either a basic psychic Pokemon or psychic energy. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. It's basically netball. Mm hmm for psychic Pokemon, Sean. We saw Netball and Lost Thunder is great in something like, uh, um, uh, what, what was that? Lost March with the yeah. Jump Fluff? That deck was saucy. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun deck to play. I like, you know, this is just, it's a good card for psychic decks. Just is. It just is. Yeah, it's going to be like Mysterious Treasure, you know? Like Mysterious Treasure, if you ran a Dragon or Psychic deck, you know, you played it. I even ran Blacephalon GX, you know, Shintaro Ito's runner-up build for 2019 Worlds. He was playing Blacephalon, but he ran Mysterious Energy because you ran a lot of support Psychic or Dragon Pokemon. So, like, I think this is going to be the same concept where you're just any deck that plays Psychic Pokemon or you feel like you need to get Psychic Pokemon out at any point. Boom. Whenever it's yeah. more than one. Like, obviously, for a Mew, for, like, the Urshifu matchup, for Rapid Strike, you're probably not going to tech that in, but... If you're playing like Mew, you're playing Mad Party, maybe you do maybe you do throw that in there for Mad Party. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mad Party, it's a weird one. Maybe. Uh, you got all the level balls now, though. I don't know if Mad Party needs more, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know, because Mad Party doesn't have like it doesn't have uh psychic energies. Yeah. Maybe like Maybe like horror energies, but I mean you can't you can't double attach per se without using something like well, bead doesn't even work because that's a special energy. But I don't know. it's it's interesting that it doesn't clarify a a basic energy. So you can like for Dragapult, this would be nice for Dragapult because you could grab like a horror energy. Well, I don't think opinion. so. I don't think so because it horror is horror a psychic when it is not attached. I think it's only a psychic when it's attached to a psychic. The same way that speed lightning is only a lightning when it's attached. You may be right. Uh, Wouldn't Aurora energy count? No, because Aurora, again, it's only energy. It's only it's after attached. it's attached? Yeah. Dang, I need to start reading more often. I, I'm pretty sure. If it said, like, grab an energy, then it would totally do it. And then a basic energy would mean a basic. But when I think they specify yeah. a kind of energy, I think it has to be, it, it implies the basic. You know, Sean, what you don't have to read in order to know <laughs> that it's broken I mean, you do have to read it, but yeah, it's what? <laughs> well, I mean, I can read it to you, but you don't ever have to okay. read it for yourself. Path to the Peak, an upcoming stadium card in a post-rotation where Chaotic Swell does not exist, Sean, or Marshadow. Each player's Pokemon in play with the rule box has no ability. Crobat V, 
done. <laughs> this card shuts off Crobat. Eternatus, dead. Being a freaking dead horse out here, Sean. Dedene, dead. Yeah, even like before rotation, you know, Dene, done. Zashian, done. Zoroar, done. Zamazenta, done. This card, it's funny. It's basically like, it's like Power Plant was good, but this card, this card is just like any Pokemon that has a rule box. I'm just like, okay, so this is like, this has a full effect even through standard it expanded so it's just like uh okay yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be played I, this is like almost the new silent lab almost yeah it's it, yeah this will be really really interesting and i think i i like how this card targets uh v's and gx's and all those because like empoleon remember empoleon came out and they said um it's isn't it basic Pokemon without a rule box have no abilities? Yeah, or is, is it, it without, any Pokemon without a rule box has no abilities? I can't remember if it was basic or not, but it's definitely without a rule box. And I think we talked about like that feels mean, feels rude. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, like that? it was like, what are you talking? Like, what prizes are already hurting? Stop it! You're killing them. <laughs> but then, then you have this. So nice. Yeah, it's opponents basic Pokemon in play have no abilities, so it limits it to just basics, but. Does this, Sean, this card right here, I mentioned no Chaotic Swell, no Marsh Shadow to get rid of stadiums if you can't bump the stadium. Does this card right here begin the push of single prizers? No. No? No. I don't see how the abilities, right now the abilities on Pokemon Vs and Vmaxes, other than Crobat, the abilities themselves are not really that broken. Like, if you're a single prizer, you don't care about Zamazenta, right? Meh. Zacian is like, okay, but even Zacian decks, like the draw three is nice, but it's not the The metal saucer is broke. Yeah, the metal saucer is what makes that broken. The draw three and maybe attach is like, it's fine. The draw like, gets you out of like a tough, yeah. like dead hand situation sometimes. But like decks that play Zacian typically have so much draw anyways, it kind of doesn't matter. Outside of that though, like what, like, okay, Eternatus. Eternatus is still going to be able to do enough damage, even without a full bench against Single Prizer. So that didn't matter. Yeah, because the full bench of Eternatus is still six Pokemon and play 180 damage. Right. So, like, what the hell does this, like, really, from a Single Prizer's perspective, I don't think it really helps. I think what it does do is it makes the two Prizer, three Prizer battles, um, and it, and it, it makes that interesting, and it, it makes it, you know, you live in this world again where when we had Power Plant and then people would forget that Power Plant was out and played to Dene, big sad. You're going to get that all over again with Path to the Peak with Crobat. I find it interesting because, like, Crobat V is a, a sure force staple. I don't know if this brings in, especially with Level Ball in the format, like a Chinchino draw engine. You know, like we saw Rapid Strike Urshifu with Chinchino. Yeah. You know, does that does that engine become more alive because there's sure draw support right there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're I think this that could be a deck that you build, right? You build a deck around that and you play Path to the Peak, knowing that your opponent probably doesn't have a Gingino draw engine. So mm-hmm. yeah. It'll be real interesting how these cards we got all, we got a while. This set's not coming to do we want to talk about this one? Uh, the last one is interesting. It's just, you know, whenever a player attaches an energy from their hand to one of their Pokemon, except for psychic Pokemon, put do two damage counters on it. I mean, 
you know, it's fine. It's, you know, if you're playing a psychic deck, it's, it's cool, but it's not really. Yeah. That's a sure, that's a sure thing you play in the, in the, the shadow rider deck, right? Yeah. You sure, you sure as heck play that. Cause you, you never ever get damaged theoretically with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you play to bump path to the peak and yeah, it's fine. It's fine in specific decks, but it's not like the other one, which is like, oh, there's like a whole world of decks that you could build, put this in. So, Sean, we, as we mentioned, another week mm-hmm. in Battle Styles. Have you, I, you've been probably so focused on the team challenge, you haven't even been playing Battle Styles, have you? I have not. I've not played any Battle Styles yet, but I, I figured what we could do today, uh, I'm looking at the clock too, but I figured what we could do today, Jake, is like, just talk about like, we don't have to go deep into like, all the meta game. Uh, if you have things you want to bring out, for sure. But I think it's just interesting to look at how wide the field is from a what can actually win a tournament perspective. And I think that, to me, that's like the takeaway in week two. Now, again, uh, metas get figured out and then maybe it all consolidates again to two or three decks. But I don't know. It feels right now that Battle Styles introduced enough useful pokemon and other cards that you know it's it's this may not be a a format that is so easily um solved what i think is interesting is there's a couple decks that there's a lot of different ways to build it so like urshifu for example you know you could do the urshifu sinsino like i mentioned earlier you could do the urshifu just net style that won the flow t cast tournament i've seen that running around with infinite force um, saw somebody else play Leandro Fernandez, ended up winning the Flow T Cast Life is Just a Game qualifier with that deck. And then also you can combo it with Dragapult, especially the Rapid Strike that is seeing much more popularity right now. There's just a lot of different ways to build around this list and create an idea of what you want, which I think is really, really cool, especially in this format right now. I do still feel like ADP is a really, really strong deck right now. I know it let I know it lives rent-free in my head. But I'm just I, I think it's just as strong still. I don't think it's hurting really at all. I mean, Victini VMAX is really cool, and you can get a lot of different ideas with Victini VMAX. And you know, you want to build more structured to a Victini, you want to build more structured to with a Mewtwo box, you want to build it with Senescorch. Um Alex Shemansky, yeah, that's who it was, was has been playing a lot with a you know, Senescorch, Victini combo build, which has been very, very interesting. And I just want to say, Sean, nobody, I mean, including myself and you, nobody was talking about Spiritomb. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, there's so many things that can come back and Escape Rope brought Spiritomb back because... Uh, I have let- been playing that deck. It's a lot of fun. It's very complicated, I feel like. it's It's not the easiest deck to pilot, but... Here's the tomb has just been a ton of fun to play. Um, I've got all of the cards, and I think pretty much everybody, if you've been playing for a while, maybe you haven't gotten your hands on a lot of battle styles. It's very easy to get four level balls, four escape ropes. You know, I, oh, very man. fun. I got I got to build this deck. It's man. a lot of fun. It's not the, again. It's not the easiest to pilot because you have to play around a whole bunch of switching. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole bunch of switching effects, you know, with Spike Moth, with the Hiding Energy, with the Toughness Cape, with the Escape Ropes, Scoop of Nets, Switches, Bird Keepers. Like, you got a lot of stuff going on in terms of moving around. So, but I think it's a very, very fun deck. It's done really, really well, in my opinion. I will say, though, Eternatus is still here, folks. 
Eternatus is still here. Just because Urshifu is here doesn't mean Eternatus is dead. It definitely may not be as strong. It definitely could be really tough, but you can play those weakness guard energies. Uh, you definitely, if you play the weakness guard energies, have a bad matchup against uh, the, the Urshifu that we showed earlier with the Nets because um, you're playing the Garatina with that and those just take all of those off. But I just think it's, I just think the format is very, very fun right now. You know, Tempo's are still very strong. Hasn't been played a ton. Also, a Corviknight deck has come up. I've, I've started seeing Brongzong Corviknight. People have been doing really well with that this weekend. There's a Brongzong Togekiss deck that I've been playing the last couple <laughs> weeks. Just saw it get a uh, top 15 in the Sunday Open. Shout out to that player. Very, very cool. A lot of stuff going on, Sean. There's a lot of decks, a lot of bright ideas going around here. I mean, I just want to point, Picaram won the Sunday Open this last Sunday. Yeah, Picaram's so not dead, I don't people. I don't, I, people were saying Picaram's finally dead. Picaram's never going to die until it rotates, okay? We're always going to see it in standard. I feel like just right now with like ADP and uh, Picaram and stuff, People are just wanting right now in the early meta to play new decks. People are going to want to play that Slapras deck that you see down there. They got 16, you know, that was like, I think it was undefeated through like phase one or something absurd like that. You know, people are going to want to play rap, rapid and single strike Urshifu. People are going to want to play the Corviknight Bronzongs, the Victini VMAXs, you know, like, but that doesn't take away that Pikaram is still one of the best decks in format. That doesn't take away that, ADP is still one of the strongest decks in format, but enjoy what you can right now, in my opinion, while it's hot. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like we were saying, like, there's just so much, right? If you look at the metagame, there are clearly decks that are still, like, the most popular. I think ADPZ, mm -hmm. to your point, right? ADPZ is gonna be one of the most popular decks until it rotates, just because, it, you know, it's it's funny. It's not even... To be frank, it's not even a great deck. It, it like in some events. Well, look, I, I think that I think you would be you would I think you would struggle once you get past like a certain point in an event to win the. You event. You could very much make like phase two in a lot of these tournaments yeah, by yeah, bringing ADP. You can make phase two. I don't think it is really a deck that wins tournaments because I think that the meta there's just so many Vmaxes now that. You got to hit him so hard. And if anybody's playing Cheryl, then that's annoying. And I, I just think that, you know, it's a good deck because it's not horrible against a lot of stuff. But um, I think it's super interesting to see Luke Metal has just absolutely, I, that, that is one deck that I yeah. see falling completely off a cliff. Uh, and maybe I mean, with the, because... with the bringing up of Victini, Luke yes. Metal has just absolutely suffered. Uh, and it may also be to the point that you're making, like you think, oh, Luke Metal's suffering because of Victini. I think part of it too is like maybe Luke Metal has just wormed its way into Corviknight because you see that like a Corviknight Bronzong <laughs> with like one Luke Metal, right? And that's because you don't need the energy removal or um, damage reduction when you can Cheryl and Bronzong several turns. So it, it you know. And that might just be it, right? Is it's like this is I actually I think people tankier. are still like winning, like doing well with Luke Metal. Like I think Josh Sutherland is like still mm. playing a lot of Luke Metal. It's just like it's niche, right? It's a different yeah. play style that's not been super prevalent in the meta. But um, 
It's definitely not something that I think you can just pick up and pilot. The Intellion, I some people have been posting videos about this. The Intellion from the uh from was it the ja the Japanese tournament, the the Champions League, um, where it plays both Intellion VMAX and the baby Intellion. That's oh, okay. a fun deck to play. I played a little bit of that. Um maybe not be the best deck, but while Pikaram is not as relevant. You know, not as many people playing Pikaram. Look at that. There was more Mad Party than Pikaram, Sean, in this Sunday Open. Yeah, only when 14... was the last time we saw more Mad Party than Pikaram in a standard tournament? Yeah, Pikaram, it depends on the tournament, but Pikaram is not, it's very rarely even in the top five decks right now, which like, you know, uh, you, you I'm can... telling you, people just want to play different decks right now. People yeah. just want to enjoy a new format where... Rapid Strike Urshifu is a lot of fun right now. Single Strike Urshifu is a lot of fun right now. Stuff like that, Sean. Well, I've got to go get some Battle Styles cards soon then because i got to practice oh. for two, top 256 of the team challenge. Oh, yeah, that's a Battle Styles for it. Wait, that's like this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, everything. It's it's If you keep winning, it's basically every weekend. And I've also got a Digimon thing every weekend as well. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to coordinate that schedule. Yeah, we 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 talk about how I overbook things. Sean is Sean is in. Sean yeah. is Sean is head over heels. So, anywho, um, I think is there anything else that we wanted to bring up or that you wanted to chat about today? Um, I've heard a lot of chatter on Twitter about people, not necessarily competitive Pokemon players. I'm not going to call anybody out, but people have been talking about how they want the um want a remake of the game boy color like pokemon trading oh, card game yeah because they're like this is such like a good game like bring it back like that was so much fun and i what i the rant of the day stand <laughs> yeah. back up on the rant i can actually stand now i can actually stand sean rant yeah. of the day that is not the thing that we need right now that is not as cool as it would be a remake of the Game Boy Color game would not help anything. You know why? Because PTCGO sucks. <laughs> Isn't okay? PTCGO an, a digital version of the card game? That's the point. Basically, without like a story. But you think about it. You know, the only way to play competitively online is so bad, Sean. Yeah. Here's what you want when you make the Game Boy Color game. When you remake the Game Boy Color game, you want people to play that game and they want to find out how to play competitively. Okay, you want your online platform, your only way right now to be competitive. You want that platform to be suitable for people coming in. It is not suitable for people coming in. Yes, it has a really good tutorial, but if they played the Game Boy Color game, they don't really care about the tutorial. They don't want to play the tutorial. All right, what are they just going to do? Grind ladder and theme deck ladder? Nobody really wants to do that. Like this client is not ready for an influx of players. Okay. And you know what's going to happen if they do make that Game Boy Color game, Sean? It's going to it's gonna be done. People are going to buy it. People are going to play it day one. And then they're just going to toss it up on the shelf just like this. They're going to put it on the shelf. They're going to keep it in the box. And then for 20 years, they're going to sit and like not think about it. That's just, literally what's going to happen. I think the thing that I think people over or underestimate is like, or not don't consider, I should say, is like that Game Boy Color game came out when there was like maybe uh 200 different cards that could yeah. be played now like if you were to make this game right a remake would obviously have to come out on the nintendo switch so that's like a whole there was platform. a remake that came out in japan but it never came to the states well it, it featured rocket the set rocket uh well anyways I mean, continue sean like, it would have to be on the nintendo switch and then the question is okay well are you going to make an all new set of cards just for this game or are you going to bring back 
like what cards do you even put in? You have thousands of cards. Yeah. And like, so, do you just limit it to standard and expanded? Like, do you just boot out legacy entirely or just, do you not it, even consider expanded? And like, if you do that, right. And if you have all these cards that people get for free when they buy the game, well, and if you have a way to play against other people, why the hell would I keep playing the PTCGO? I would just, I, I don't have to buy cards. I get DLC every time a new set comes out. Why, yeah. Why would I play this? So it, 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 it literally just, doesn't make it, sense. Like, I get it. I would love a remake of this game. I feel like the story was like kind of cool in this game. But what this was trying to do was like teach people how to play the game. Yeah. That's like a big thing about what this was about and to teach people how to play in an exciting way. And I'm sure that it taught a lot of people how to play. But Nobody wants to know how to play, Sean. They just want to know how to pull a $1,000 card. Just want to get that money. Just get that was money. It, was it you that I saw? No, it was my friend. My friend, Zach, shout out to Zach, uh, went to Walmart today and found a Dragapult Shining Fates box. Oh, dang. Pulled the Charizard. Oh, my gosh. That great, is, that great is guy. Great guy. Great guy. Love, love my boy, Zach. Also, right. 54 minutes left on the ladder. I do not know. We're going to call it here, Sean. 54 minutes on the ladder. Do you think Battle Styles packs are going to be on the next ladder coming out tonight at the time of this recording? Yeah. Battle Styles cool. is legal now, of course. Well, I mean, or, we'll I mean, find it will out. Be. It will I, be. It, I mean, they it. just had Vivid Voltage. You never know. They could throw an expanded set. They could throw freaking Furious Fists or whatever yeah. on there. I'll go, I'll go out on a limb and say Battle Styles. I don't know. Okay. I, I'll, I'll be wrong in 54 minutes, but it won't be on this pod. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> anyways thank you so much for watching if you're watching this on youtube thank you so much if you do want to watch this on youtube head over to atrocious gameplay by the time you listen to this it should be up on youtube i do not have to die this week i spent 17 and a half hours exporting a video sean that's i don't know what codec he gave it to you in but that is horrendous 17 and a half hour it was a two hour long video spent 17 and a half hours exporting you know, it was 8, terrible. 8K raw footage, man. It takes... <laughs> I, I was determined to do it in 1080 HD shot. All right. I'll see y'all later. Bye.